Okay, we are in Sefer Yirmiyahu, Perek Memvav, Pasuk Chav Hei, Amar Hashem Tzvaot Elokei Yisrael. And so as we began yesterday, we are closing in on the end of Yirmiyahu, seven more prakim, six of the seven are occupied with Nevoos against nations that have historically, traditionally persecuted us, abused us, aided in our uh, destruction and conquests and exile. And yesterday we started with the most obvious target of all of them, Mitzrayim. And the basis of what Yermio is saying is that Mitzrayim will be invaded twice by Bavel of all nations and destroyed. And so we begin the ending of Membav, Omar Hashem Omar Hashem Israel, Hinini Pokade El Amon, Mino Val Paro, Val Mitzrayim, Val Alokeha, Val Machaher, Val Paro, Val Habotrimbo. It is going to be a complete preemptive destruction. I am going to visit, Amon is another part of Egypt, or it could be some of us say a um, name for another king or a place. I'm going to destroy him, Paro, Mitzrayim, their gods, their kings, and Paro and all those that um, Bokhimbo, that depend on it or that live there really. Unisatim biyad sham. I am going to give them directly into the hands of those who would seek to kill them. Ubiyad Nebuchadnezzar, Melech Bavel, Ubiyad Avadav, into the hands of Nebuchadnezzar and his servants. Vachreikein, this is most interesting, Vachreikein, Tishkon, Kimei, Kedem, Nuam Hashem. And after what all the Mephoshim are nearly unanimous on, after a period of 40 years, Achrechein Rashi says, um, the other Perushim says, 40 years. Uh, Radak says, that what I'm going to do is return them the Egyptians who have been exiled out of their land by Nebuchadnezzar, I am going to return them to their land of Egypt, Kemei Kedem, as the days of yore. Now this is very puzzling, because we know that the Jews who were exiled to Bavel by Nebuchadnezzar do not come back for 70 years. Why this preferential treatment, you may ask, and the Mephoshim certainly ask, to Mitzrayim. And the Radak gives the answer that it is a different kind of return. Uh, let me read to you the Radak when it says, It's not going to be like the old days, the grandeur of the old Egyptian empire. It's going to be a weakened um, state, a dissipated state, not like it was in days of old, and that that's what it means. But when we say that Israel will go back, it will go back for all its glory, greater than ever, and will be there eternally. So don't 
get upset by the fact that one is 40, one is 70. It's a different kind of return. Ba'ata, um, and says Yermio, Ba'ata, Altirav Diyachim. That's some beautiful words of consolation to Israel. Don't be frightened, Avdi Yaakov, a very famous pasuk. Do not fear. Don't worry, Yisrael. I am going to bring you back, gather you from far distances. And your progeny, your children from the lands, wherever they are, wherever they're dwelling, wherever they've been captured. And Israel will be returned in tranquility, in serenity, in peace, and no one to make it afraid. And concludes the Navi in this parak, So don't be frightened. I am with you. I am with you eternally. Yes, I'm going to destroy all these other nations that tormented you. But you, I will not destroy. You are eternal. And yet there's a caveat. However, you are going to be held to certain accountability for certain sins. You are going to be held to justice. However, I will never destroy you. I will never wipe you out. Billy, yes. what does it mean? Well, what do we think it means to destroy a nation? What does that mean? Well, it varies. Sometimes you will never hear of them again. Uh, Philistines. Nobody heard of the Philistines after this. It will be in a different form, unrelated. Egypt today isn't the Egypt uh, historically. Sometimes it is. You know, um, all of them, Greece, Rome, none of them survive in their form. So in some form, yes, they may come back, but they're nothing like what they were. In some form, they are totally obliterated. You don't hear the seven Canaanite nations. The, Greek, the Greeks are Greeks. They were Greeks back then, and they're Greeks today. So they they were not so sure, but yeah. they, they do exist in a different form. And, and then the other question is, and I always go back to this: the, the all of these nations that attacked Israel and Israel only were in a position to attack them because of the uh, the actions of B'nai Israel itself. Hashem would withdraw, and they oh, right. and they would they would be subject to attack if they had done what they were supposed to do from from either David Shlomo or any time before or after. Then this would have happened. Like you'd have, yeah, you wouldn't have had this. They would they would have they would have seen the beauty of. Hashem, and they would have... Absolutely true. And we, we, we don't conceal it. We made, this wouldn't have happened had they not, you know, the Avodah Zorah, the, mostly the Avodah Zorah, had they not done that, had they lived, even, you know, they say, even if you're not perfectly following the Torah, but it was the Avodah Zorah that undermined them for centuries. That's why they did get it. So now, let's go on to the next 
candidate for destruction, the nation of the Philistines. So we have seen in our studies of Shoftim and Malachim the tremendous damage that the Philistines inflicted on B'nai Israel. They were front and center in, in tormenting them. We know that they sacked the Mishkan at Shiloh. They took, they took by force the Aaron of Hashem, the Ark, later had to give it back because of punishments they received. But even those great stories in Malachim and Shoptim of um, Samson and Delilah and David and Goliath, they were all the Christian front and center. And then mysteriously, in the time of David, they disappear off the world stage. The Navi Yecheskel and Yitz Hashem, we will learn next after Yirmiyo, says that they did make a sort of limited comeback after the Bias Rishon was destroyed, but of course, nothing like they were before. And so you might logically ask the question so why now destroy them, etc., if they're not causing any current trouble? The answer is, and Yecheskel, by the way, makes it clear, it's Nakama. It's to settle the historical accounts. Not all these nations did something recently in the Babylonian conquest. This goes way back, as we're going to see even the next one, Moab uh, has not done a thing in years, hasn't been a factor. So this is a direct settling of historical accounts. So who were the Plishtim? The Mephoshim tell us that Plishtim came from the island of Crete. Krasim, they are called. They moved in Moss hundreds of years before. They settled on the western coast of Israel, what is now Israel, on the Mediterranean. They built huge cities like Aza, which we call today Gaza, and Ashkelon that is still there, etc. And as we say, were a tremendous thorn in the sides of B'nai Israel. So now the Navi says, in other words, we're not sure exactly when this Nebuah was given, but we do know that at a certain point, the Egyptians had gone out to allegedly help B'nai Israel against Bavel. Then when Bavel was called away on another crisis, they turned around and just either for the fun of it or because they were in its way, conquered the city of Aza in Plishtim. They destroyed Aza. So this is sometime after that conquest. They left the rest of the country intact, and now we're going to deal with it. Koamar Hashem, this will come from Babel. When we say Tzafon, the north, it is Babel. It is going to be like a sweeping river. It is going to sweep away and it's like everything. Men will scream from the pervasive invasion. They will scream out in terror all the remnants of Philistia. Uh, and I should point out the reason they are called Philistines is that the area they settled was called Philistia, thereby the name Plishtim. So Mikol Shatas Parsosa from the noise of trampling, stampeding horses, and may rush the the noise that the 
chariots make Hamon Gilgalov, Lohitnu Ovos Elbonim, Merifion Yodayim. Very strange. That normally fathers in such an uh, invasion would be protective of their sons, their small children. No, because the fathers are Rifion Yodayim, a very strange expression, weary in the hands. Their hands have no strength. They will ignore their children, they will leave them behind. Rifion uh, Yadayim is an expression rarely encountered, but we do encounter it. You will recall when Bnei Israel come to Rifidim. That's their first stop after leaving Egypt and the battle uh, with Amalek, where Moses' hands are held up. Uh, and when they're held up by Yoshua, they retreat. The Amalekites, when they flag because of Rifion Yadayim, it uses that. So that expression is a rarely used expression that just says fatigue in the arms and that's what they will have from all this terror and what i will do on that day is destroy all the plishtim and Sidon is tyre and sidon which we know is really in upper lebanon today but they were allies so that their allies will be destroyed. Kol saridos there, anyone exactly that helped them, that came to their aid. Ki shoder Hashem es plishtim sheiris ikaftor. Because he is going to destroy them, all the remnants of that island of kaftor, which, as we have said, is Crete. Bar karcha al aza nidmasa ashkelon sheirit onkom admasai tiskodidi. An interesting use of language. Barkarcha is boldness, Elaza, meaning that that was the first time that um, they were attacked was in Aza, and it left it bald. Nitmosa Ashkelon, the other principal city, Sherishon, come their valleys, Admosai Tiskodadu. How long are you going to Tiskodadu? Is sort of mutilated. We learn these two expressions. It's an Isur Min Hatarah. Lo sasu karcha and uh, lo That in mourning, it is absolutely forbidden for a Jew to mutilate himself. It was the way of, that the foreign nations did, or to make himself bald, to tear out his hair. And so it's very interesting that those two expressions are used here to denote what's going to be happening to the plishtim. They are going to be mutilated and bald. And this is Yumiyo, as it were, metaphorically speaking to the sword that is doing all this killing. How long before you are quieted? When is it going to stop its bloodlust and destroying these plishtim? How long can you go? And says the sword metaphorically, how am I to be quiet? For Hashem Tzivola, Kaddish who has commanded me to do a preemptive total destruction of the Plishtim, El Ashkelon, El Chof Hayom, to the seacoast, Shum Yo'ada, there he has directed me. And so we see the second enemy of Israel is totally destroyed, the Plishtim. We will see evidence again, but very tiny, 
later in Yechezkel, but for all intents and purposes, the once dreaded Klishtim that played so much of a part in our history in Navi is gone forever. Tomorrow, another enemy, Moab, 8.45 a.m. Be there. I'll come.